0: Chapter 21 of To London Town This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To London Town by Arthur Morrison Twice or thrice more Uncle Isaac came to supper, though he was dimly aware that his visits were in some way less successful than they had been their wont insomuch that he took nothing home with him for breakfast, nor even went so far as to hint his desire in Butson's presence. For Butson welcomed him not at all, and his manner grew shorter at each meeting, and this with full intent, because Mr. Butson perceived that, as first step toward being master in his own house, he must get rid of Uncle Isaac, mere curtness of manner, even gruffness, would never drive uncle isaac from his prey it operated only to make him more voluble more strenuously blandiloquent. till one evening after supper as he lay back in his chair sucking noisily at lips and teeth he resolved to venture a step in the matter of the lapsed grants in aid of breakfast johnny and bessie were out of the house they went out more often now nan was serving in the shop and mr butson sat with his back partly turned and smoked in uncivil silence ah quoth uncle isaac with a sly glance at his ungracious host that's a uncommon nice tin o spiced beef we just add a cut off uncommon mr butson made no answer it's a great credit to your business instincts that tin o' spiced beef i almost wish i ad took another slice or so now as a fact uncle isaac had not been offered a further helping perhaps because he had already taken three i almost wish i ad never mind it'll do another time come now i've af a mind to get nan to wop it up for my breakfast the suggestion was made as of a novel and striking idea. But Mr. Butson showed no flash of enthusiasm. He swung his chair slowly round on one leg till he faced Uncle Isaac. Then he put his cigar carefully on the mantelpiece and said, Look ere, Mr. Mundy. The sudden severity of his voice drew Uncle Isaac's eyes from the ceiling and his feet from under the table simultaneously. Look here, Mr. Mundy you're been so kind as to celebrate this ere wedding o oh, mine with four good evy suppers and about a pint o whiskey at my expense i'm very grateful for that and i won't trouble you no more see this is the end o the celebration i'm goin' to eat my supper in future me and my wife without your assistance and breakfast too understand Uncle Isaac's feet retreated under his chair and his eyes advanced to an alarming protrusion see what i mean butson went on with growing offence in his voice just you buy your own suppers and eat them at home or else go without speech was denied uncle isaac he blinked and choked what did it mean was it a dream was he uncle isaac respected and deferred to the man of judgment and influence and was he told thus outrageously to buy his own supper use said butson as though in answer to his thoughts i mean it whereat uncle isaac with a gasp and a roll of the eyes found his tongue mr butson he said in a voice of dignified but grieved surprise mr butson i I think I musta erred wrong, otherwise I might put it as you may be sorry for sich words. Perhaps, remarked Budson, cynically laconic, in which case, replied Uncle Isaac the Adroit, it is freely took as offered, and nothing more need be said atween of friends after sich and some apologies give and took and reconciliation resumes its harmony accordin. butson glared grrr he growled apologies what i say i mean you've done very well at cheap suppers and what-not ere and to-night you've ad your last i'm master ere now and you can get out as soon as ye like what git out you ought to be ashamed o oh, yourself cried the disinterested butson indignantly come in cajun suppers get out me suppers why in hurry butson i brought you ere out o the gutter out o the gutter and fed ye ah a lot you fed me and mighty anxious to do it wasn't ye you clear out o ere, oh i'll go And I'll see about countermandin' a paper or two, for I go to bed, too. And my small property. Your small property. Put in Butson with slow scorn. Your small property. Where is it? What is it? Want to know my opinion, O you? You're an old umbug. That's what you are. A old umbug. Uncle Isaac grew furious and purple. Umbug, he said. Umbug them words to me as saved ye from starvation umbug yourself you and your connections and bears and what not why ye not know your own trade i wouldn't trust ye to grind a cafe mill with that the shop door opened and nan stood between them she had heard high voices and at the first cessation of custom she came to see uncle henry what is it she asked, with alarm in her face. This is what it is, said Butson, now near as purple as is Uncle Isaac. This air uncle o yours, Mrs. Butson, or whatever ye is, ain't comin air Cajun, is grub any more. Not so long as I got a say in it, e ain't. See? So now you better say good to im if ye want to, cause he's goin quick. "'Oh, use,' said Uncle Isaac, speaking to his niece, but glaring at Butson. "'I'm goin', Mrs. Butson, and much better may you be for it, "'after what I done for you and all sort of gratitude, I might, a uh, expected.' "'Oh, Uncle!' exclaimed the distracted Nan. "'Why, whatever's the matter? I know you've always been very good. "'Henry, what's it all about?' "'About puttin' a end to this air, bloodsuckin'? "'That's all, bloodsuckin', exclaimed Uncle Isaac. "Use you know somethin' about that. "'Pity ye don't know your trade, F, as well. "'Then p'raps you'd earn your livin' stead o' spongin' "'on people and deludin' a fool of a woman to keep ye lazy. "'Go on, go on,' commanded Butson, with increasing wrath.' No, uncle, stop a minute, entreated poor Nan. Don't, Henry, don't let's quarrel. Go on, oh use, I'll go. P'raps you'd like to call the police. Butson caught breath at the word, and something crossed his face like a reflection from a white screen. But he repeated, go on, with a gesture toward the door. Use, use, said Uncle Isaac, with his hat on his head, I'm going, and not sorry, neither. Ho, you're a bright sort for a local Prentice, you are. Uncle Isaac may have been at odds with the phrase in loco Prentice, a uncommon neat pattern. And he walked out into the dark street, a small model of offended dignity. Oh, Henry, cried Nan in tears, what have you done? I've done, answered Butson, reaching for his cigar just what I meant to do, that's all, cause it suited me. See? Nan felt the coarse overbearance of his stare, and dropped her gaze beneath it, and with that misgiving fell upon her, the shadow her punishment flung before it. End of chapter 21